from grain to glass, this show is dedicated to helping you make the best beer possible. So strap in and hold on to your mash tons. We're Homebrew Bound. Welcome to Homebrew Bound. I'm Casey. And I'm Brian. And this is the best beer show on the internet. According to our mothers. Well, you know... Brian's in a mood. Uh, I am not. I discovered TikTok. <laughs> yep, and now his brain has turned into mush. Yes. And he's Gen Z now. Yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, before we get too deep here, I want to give a big shout out to our patrons, specifically our Black Belt patrons. Uh, or the, my no, I lost my notes. Hang on, guys. Sorry. Uh, Andy Thompson, Bjorn Bjornson, Half Merrill Brewing, Brian Bryanson, Devin Stinson, Phil Feldman, and Tyler Romanski. If you'd like to be a patron, head over to patreon.com slash studios and become a patron today. Also, I'm a big shout out to the American Homebrewers Association. They do a lot support homebrewing and homebrewers, and now they support us. During the AHA, we'll give you discounts at homebrew shops and select tap rooms, as well as give you access to the fantastic Zymergy magazine. Click on the for a link above our homepage or use blind-ninja-studios at checkout and join today. Brian, yes. what have you been up to beer-related lately? We uh, we brewed a beer today. <laughs> we did brew a beer today. Yeah. Yeah, we did. We brewed a uh, cold tropical barley wine. <sighs> yeah, we did. Uh, what's the name of it? Tiny Shovel. Tiny Shovel. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's uh, that's an in-joke from the live stream, uh, which we had. we had a few people in. It was a lot of fun. Yes, so a bunch of people watched us uh, mill around in Casey's garage and brew all day. Uh, yep. Oh, but also they they got to see something that I don't think could ever be repeated. <laughs> they got to see a grown ass man discover TikTok for the first time. That was crazy. <laughs> it was me. I, I thought you were going to bring up the Brian's crack. Well, oh, you also got to see Brian's crack. But, That's but, uh, but, well. That but. was just a little Easter egg for everybody who was but there. Was on the internet. Yeah. Yeah. We had the uh, we had a camera set up on the. On the kettle, and Brian found the perfect spot to stand. Well, I was trying to, <laughs> I was trying to put, add various ingredients to the beer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, yes, Andy says, back to the studio from the Brudio. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, we just we just wrapped up that uh, that boil. Oh man, maybe a half hour ago. And so we're already back at it behind the microphones. Um, yeah, we hit our numbers, kind of. Almost. Almost. Very, very close, which is which is good. Yeah, it's honestly surprising. It because is. Because we had... With all the bullshit we had to deal with. Yeah, I didn't... We didn't really, like, think ahead at all, and we tried to put 20, uh, 21 pounds of grain in a five-pound sack, and... Yeah. So we had to quick switch gears and throw it into... A big round orange cooler mash ton, and then uh, push some, some. I don't know what would it technically not even be wort at that point, but like still hot liquor. Yeah, and <laughs> heat that up, and then add it. So it wasn't like we were we we took chunks of like grain or anything, so it wasn't technically decocted, but it was. Um, yeah, a little bit on the fly, and that that happens all the time when you're brewing. Yeah. Unfortunately. <laughs> Unfortunately. Um, but yeah, uh, and then, yeah, Gordon was able to join us, and Lucy is listening in as well, and she was able to join us as well. So it was a, it was a lot of fun. 
That's the first time I've ever uh, gotten to see beer made, and I don't know um, how this is so hard. I just rolled in at noon, and then Casey <laughs> fed us, and then I went shopping for a while, and I got back, and it was done. So yeah, pretty easy. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, I wish, man, I wish I could brew like that. Yeah, <laughs> I'd brew more often yeah. that way. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Um, what about you, man? I mean, I did a brew day. Like, yeah. what, what do you? Um, I think that's all I'm going to talk about. You didn't want to use that for next time. <laughs> talk about our <laughs> brew day next time. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about it, but then you wouldn't have had anything. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, Gordon brought us some beers for our uh, commercial calibration. So I think we'll do one this week, and we'll do one next week. Yeah. Uh, Gordon, which uh, which beer are we trying? Uh, either one, same brewery. Uh, just a. I just found them. I think they're a variant. Um, both are porters. We got a Baltic porter and a raspberry porter. The raspberry one is uh, bottom fermented dark beer brewed with raspberry juice and lagered with bourbon vanilla from Madagascar and Indian chili peppers. Oh, Ooh. Uh, yeah, this is a Polish beer. Um, eight or no, five percent, five percent or eight. 8.5%? percent It offers a unique combination of sweetness from the porter and vanilla and fruity notes of raspberries topped with a slight spicy finish. So yeah, we'll try that one. The raspberry porter from Combs? Comes? Comes? Assuming Combs? Combs is kind of Combs. what I was, is kind of what I was guessing too, but you never know. There you go, Gordon. Thank you. All right, Brian, I'll let you pour those over there. All right. Um, yeah, it pours a very, like, tight, um, tight bubble, thin head. Yeah, get that out of there. You can't taste a beer with that in your mouth. <laughs> Jeez. What are you doing, Gordon? Jeez, Gordon. Um, very dark, not not quite black, um, and almost completely opaque. Um, but you can get like some ruby hues kind of through it. Especially if you hold it up to the patented beer light uh, <laughs> installed by our patented beer light technician, Devin. Devin, the Stinson. The Stinster? The Stinster. Devster. <laughs> um, wow, this the smell is like chocolate fruit, like chocolate covered fruit. And I like, so on the back of both bottles, it tells you um, they recommend aging anywhere from four to 36 months. And on the four-month side, you get more fresh and roasted. On the back side, I can't remember mm. what it says on there. but Fresh and fruity. Fresh and fruity, excuse me. Fresh and fruity. This is eight and a half percent. Yes, it is. Bottom fermented dark beer brewed with raspberry juice. Yes. Lagered with bourbon, vanilla from Madagascar and Indian chili peppers. Hmm. It's very raspberry forward. Um, they do. They give you like all the all the necessary information here because they they tell you to serve the serving temperature. 50, Are we serving it cold? Too cold. Yes, probably fifty to fifty three. Okay. Well, yeah. So maybe I'll let some of this warm up. It smells like medicine. Kinda. It has, um, like a Bing like a Bing bar kind of flavor. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Wow. Uh, those of you who don't know what a Bing bar is, it's like a chocolate cherry uh, candy bar that's um, not popular, but found in the Midwest. 
you just kind of, Lucy kind of squinted her eyes and nodded and said, it's good. <laughs> so, is it? it is okay. I don't know. I'm not sure how I, how I feel about it. I don't know how much more I would want than this. <laughs> yeah, like this the sample is probably good for me on this one. Well, then I'll take the rest. I like it. <laughs> I don't know if the, this, the, the uh, cordial, chocolate cordial cherries um, that we see around here Christmas time in, like, the box, so, you know. Oh, I should probably yeah. unmute you. You would get, oh, whoops. <laughs> I don't know if the chocolate-covered cherries uh, that you see at Christmas time um, are, like, common everywhere mm -hmm. but they're popular up here and that's really what it reminds me yeah of. yeah like those queen yes. Anne or yep. queen victoria cherries or whatever they're called queen Anne, right yep yeah yeah so this i don't know on the back of the bottle 12207 oh, it's it might be i don't know whatever if you screw these numbers all around it might be that it was made in like july july of 22 of 22 which so six months? Yeah, which is which is eight months. What are they at? Twenty months. I like to see where this is at, right in the middle, around twenty months, because I there is a a bit of dark and almost chalky dark mm -hmm. that I think if this little bit of the sweetness dies off, I think this would be a really really good beer. I mean, yeah. not, I'm not saying it's a bad beer or poorly made. It's not to my taste when it is this sweet. Yes, it is a little on the sweet side for me. Especially, like, I'm a little tired, and then I don't want sweet things. I want more, like, like sleep. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it could, could be warmer. could be uh, less sweet. That's where I'm at. It's like a, a nice dessert after dinner Definitely. right now. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I haven't had dinner yet. Gosh darn it. Well, whose fault is that? You didn't bring me dinner. <laughs> yeah. Took me out on a date last night and made me pay for my own damn self. Wow. I mean, you tried to drug me, so. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> All right, let's dive right into this discussion topic because I'm pretty pumped about it. Um, ChatGPT has been all over like YouTube videos, podcasts, and whatnot, and now we're going to do it, damn it. <laughs> so I asked it the hard hitting questions. Um, so I will give it, I will, I will read you what I asked it and then we'll read and talk about its response. And I asked it a few questions here and it gave some very in-depth, uh, responses, which I think is kind of fun. So the first thing I asked it was, how do you make an IPA? ChatGPT says, IPA stands for India Pale Ale, a type of beer that originated in England in the 19th century. If you're interested in brewing your own IPA, here's a basic recipe to get started. Now, this recipe, well, we'll, we'll have some notes. <laughs> uh, eight pounds uh, pale malt extract, one pound crystal malt, one pound Munich malt, one pound Vienna malt, one pound wheat malt, one pound amber malt. Uh, one ounce of Cascade hops for bittering, one ounce Cascade or Centennial hops flavor, one ounce Simcoe hops aroma. One teaspoon Irish moss, yeast, such as American ale, priming sugar for carbonation. Instructions, heat six gallons of water to 150 degrees Fahrenheit and steep the crystal Munich Vienna wheat and amber malts in a grain bag for 30 minutes. Remove the grain bag and allow it to drain. Bring the water to a boil and add pale malt extract, cascade hops, and Irish moss. Boil for 60 minutes. Step three, add the centennial hops for the last 10 minutes of the boil. 
Add the Simcoe hops for the last two minutes of the boil. Cool the wort to 70 degrees, transfer to a fermenter, add enough water to bring the total volume to five gallons. Pitch the yeast and ferment at 68 degrees for seven to 10 days. Transfer the beer to a secondary fermenter and allow to age for an additional seven to 14 days. Prime the beer with priming sugar and bottle. Allow the bottled beer to carbonate for two to three weeks. Enjoy your homemade IPA. That's a lot of... It's a lot of stuff going on there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's a lot of specialty malts for an IPA. Kind of interesting. <clears throat> mm, I mean, I guess, yeah. It's it's definitely kitchen sink beer. Yeah, there's... <laughs> it's it's, be so it's pretty, pretty muddled. Uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> I'd probably take a hazy over this. This is more of a, uh, I'd say like an amber, an amber ale, masquerading as an uh, as an IPA. And even then, I don't know if you're going to get enough hop character from two, three ounces of hops. Yeah, triple that. Yeah, um, and this is an extract. So I then asked it. Like besides that. Not not bad. Um, it had like the extract brewing process down, like the steeping at 150 and all that. Like that was good. Um, so I asked it, "How do you make an IPA without extract?" It gave me the exact same recipe, except instead of the uh, pale malt extract, it gave me 12 pounds of pale malt. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, yep. So, does, does it tell you what the estimated ABV would be? It does not. I and I forgot to ask. But so that is one, two, three, four, five, seventeen pounds of malt in <laughs> a <laughs> IPA. It's a triple. It's something. Um, and then so hit heat sixteen quarts of water to one hundred and fifty two degrees. Uh, crush the grains and add them to the water. Uh, stir to ensure all of the grains are wet. Hold the temperature at 152 for 60 minutes. Remove the grains from the water and rinse with another four to five quarts of hot water to extract as much sugar as possible. Combine the sweet liquid, wort, with an additional four gallons of water to bring the volume up to five gallons. I don't... that. So what happened to all of the 16, 20, 21 quarts of water that we added... <laughs> now we're just topping that with four gallons of water. Jeez. Really low efficiency. Yeah. Um, and then the rest of it, the rest of the steps are the same. And it's just the, the mash. I'm like, okay. Chat GPT doesn't quite know, understand how to mash. Doesn't quite understand how to, how to, how to make an IPA. This is a lot of specialty ingredients. Let's give it something easier. So Chat GPT... How do you make an imperial bourbon barrel-aged stout? <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. How close do you guys think it got? Not. So, making an imperial bourbon-aged stout is a more complex process that requires patience as the beer needs to age for several months. Here's a basic recipe to get started. 17 pounds of pale malt, 2 pounds of crystal malt, Two pounds of chocolate malt, two pounds roasted barley, one pound flake oats, one pound black malt, one pound dark brown sugar. A pound of black malt is insane to me. That's a lot. That's uh, combined with the roasted barley. This beer is going to taste like an ashtray. <laughs> totally. Uh, it's what yeah. Is that, is that 26 pounds total? 
Did I do the math right? Uh, 19, 21, <laughs> 23, 24, 25, including the sugar, 26. Which, for an imperial stout, closer, right? That's, yeah. I mean, we did 20 today uh, for a 10% beer. If you're going for something like 13%, like that would, yeah. Um, and then an ounce, one ounce of bittering hops. <laughs> so we now have a very sweet ashtray. <laughs> uh, then an ounce of Chinook for flavor and an ounce of Cascade for aroma. Uh, you're not going to taste those even a little bit. Nope. <laughs> um, Irish moss, yeast such as American ale or English ale, priming sugar, and one used bourbon barrel, preferably oak. Oh, you just throw that bourbon barrel right on in there. Huh? Yep, yep, right on in there. So uh, we mash, like heat 23 quarts of water, so it, it modified like the mash. Um, it always uses 152 for a mash temp, which is a choice. Yeah. That's fine. Um, combine the sweet uh, liquid with an additional six gallons of water this time to bring the volume up to five gallons. Figure that one out. <laughs> yeah. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> this reminds me of the videos of where parents had their kids give them directions on, like, making a making sandwich. Making a sandwich. <laughs> and, like, <the> literal thing. <laughs> Um, so then uh, we go through, we add the hops, we, uh, we do a primary fermentation, a secondary fermentation, then, step 10, prime the beer uh, with the priming sugar and bottle. Allow the bottled beer to carbonate for two to three weeks. Then step 11, age the beer in used bourbon barrel, in the used bourbon barrel for several months. The longer the beer is aged, the more pronounced the bourbon and oak flavors will be. Once the aging process is complete, transfer the beer to bottles or a keg and enjoy your homemade imperial bourbon barrel aged stout. I like how it tells you to enjoy it at the end. Yeah. So then I asked, why am I bottling the beer before aging it in the barrel? You bottle the beer before aging it in the barrel because the yeast that was used to ferment the beer will continue to consume the priming sugar and produce carbon dioxide, which carbonates the beer. This carbonation helps protect the beer while it is aging in the barrel, as the carbon dioxide will help displace any oxygen that might try to enter the barrel and spoil the beer. Additionally, bottling the beer before aging in the barrel allows you to taste the beer before aging to ensure that it meets your desired flavor profile, an ashtray. Uh, if you're not happy with the flavor, you can adjust the recipe or make other changes before aging the beer in the barrel. Finally, bottling the beer before aging in the barrel allows you to control carbonation level of the beer, so you can adjust the amount of priming sugar used to carbonate the beer. This is important because the flavor of the barrel and aging process can significantly impact the final flavor of the beer, and you want to ensure that the carbonation level is appropriate for the style of beer you're making. And honestly, with that knowledge now, I feel like a fool for not bottling all of my beers before aging them in barrels. Yeah, duh. God. How hard is this? <laughs> Such a dummy. Like, Brian, your uh, your barrel program at Hop would have been so much better with if you had bottled first. No kidding. It doesn't even ask about cans. So it obviously had a little bit of a problem with something as complex as an imperial st or barrel-aged imperial stout. So I was like, what's a simpler beer that it can make? So I asked, how do I make a goose? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
So uh, for those of you who don't know, a goose is a um, blended lambic beer from uh, from Belgium, traditionally uh, blended with a young, a one-year, and a three-year uh, aged beer, or lambic, and then blended together to make a goose. Um, yes, so goose is a traditional Belgian style of lambic beer that is made by blending young and old lambics and then bottle conditioning the beer for several months. Here's a basic recipe for making goose. Do we bottle condition this one before we blend? Well, we'll get there, Brian. <laughs> uh, ingredients. 50% young lambic. 50% old lambic. Rap, rap name, young lambic. <laughs> <laughs> little, little shovel. Little tiny, shovel. Tiny shovel. Tiny shovel and young lambic. <laughs> young lambic in the house. <laughs> Uh, Tyler, uh, in the chat says, chat GPT liked all of my beer names, so I will blindly follow everything it says. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, so yeah, and then sugar for instructions, blend equal parts, young and old Lambic in a large container, making sure to mix the two thoroughly. Transfer the blended Lambic to a secondary fermenter, such as a carboy or bucket. Allow the blended Lambic to ferment for an additional two to three months. During this time, the yeast will consume the residual sugar and produce carbon dioxide, which will naturally carbonate the beer. Prime the beer with sugar and bottle. The amount of sugar will depend on the desired carbonation level, but a good starting point is one teaspoon of sugar per 12-ounce bottle. Allow the bottle beer to condition for several months or until the desired carbonation level is reached. During this time, the yeast will continue to consume sugar, yada, yada, yada. Once the conditioning process is complete, chill and enjoy your homemade goose. So... I obviously had a, a question there because my ingredients were a young and old lambic. <laughs> so I said, how do I make a lambic? Lambic is a traditional Belgian style of beer that is made using a unique brewing process that involves spontaneous fermentation. Here's a basic recipe. <laughs> Pilsner malt, 80 to 90 percent. Unmalted wheat, 10 to 20 percent. So we're getting percentages now. That's kind of cool. Uh, Hollertau hops, very specific. Um, a cool ship. Oh, gosh. Belgian yeast strains, such as Brettanomyces. Bacteria, such as Lactobacillus and Pediococcus. So, it's... Yeah, know, I don't know. That's not, not terrible. Too bad. I like that a cool ship is an ingredient. <laughs> <laughs> that was, it was like kind of what it seemed like. It sounded like with the barrel. Like, yeah, just yeah, throw it on just in Just throw there. it on in there. Mash the grains in a large... Uh, Mash the grains. In a large brewing vessel, mix the Pilsner malt and unmalted wheat, hot water, and hold the mixture at a temperature of 113 to 122 degrees for about an hour. You're not going to get any conversion there. Then boil the wort. Raise the temperature to a boiling and add the hops. Don't remove the malts. Didn't say anything about removing the grains. We're just nope, boiling it Nope, now. boil it. Send it. <laughs> boil for about two hours, then cool the wort to room temperature. Transfer to the cool ship. Pour the cooled wort into a large, shallow cool ship. This is a traditional Belgian brewing vessel that is used to expose the wort to the open air and allow it to cool slowly overnight. Add yeast and bacteria. In the morning, the wort should have cooled to a temperature that is ideal for your yeast and bacteria growth. Add the Belgian yeast strains and bacteria to the wort and allow it to ferment spontaneously. Well, if I'm inoculating it, that's not spontaneous fermentation, is it? No. Um, I feel like I'm being really mean to chat with GPT, but yeah. it's not going to learn if I'm not mean. <laughs> sure isn't. <laughs> um, transfer to barrels. 
After two to three days, transfer the fermented uh, wort to oak barrels and allow it to age for at least one year. The barrels should be stored in a cool, dark place where the temperature and humidity can be controlled. Blend and bottle. After aging, blend different barrels of Lambic to create the desired flavor profile. Bottle the blended Lambic and allow it, allow it to carbonate naturally. This process can take several months or even a year or more. Well, after it screwing up something as simple as a goose in a Lambic, <laughs> I was like, well, let's go to the most complex of all recipes here. How do I make a Pilsner? <laughs> this should be really easy, right? We all know Pilsner in one malt. Yeah. Some yeast. We're call good to go. A, call it a day. Yeah, well, Pilsner is a light, crisp, and refreshing beer that is known for its clean, hoppy flavor and golden color. All correct? Here's a basic recipe for making a Pilsner. 80 to 90% Pilsner malt. We're doing a percentage. All right. Yep. 10 to 20% Munich malt. That's not a Pilsner anymore. <laughs> you added Munich to it. You're wrong. Then Saas hops. That's good. And then German lager yeast. Yeah. Um, I don't know. A little work. I bet I bet you put that into a some beer BJCP comps and that one wins because Munich. Because they won't notice. Because they won't notice the Munich? Probably. The rest of it um, is pretty pretty standard. After primary fermentation is complete, transfer transfer the beer to a secondary fermenter and allow it to age several weeks or months at cold temperatures, 34 to 50 degrees Fahrenheit. This will help to develop the flavor and clean up any off flavors produced during the primary fermentation. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So that's lagering. We're good. Close enough. So after the recipe knowledge I got, I was like, okay, it doesn't... And he's like, these are still more accurate than the instructions you get with an extract kit. <laughs> You're not wrong. You're not wrong. So I wanted to test its uh, beer knowledge. So the first question, is secondary fermentation necessary? Um, and it says uh, secondary fermentation is not strictly necessary for all beer styles. Huh. Uh, but it can be beneficial in some cases. Um, to improve flavor and clarity, to remove yeast and other debris, and to age the beer. So I'm, I'm not mad at that answer. Um, it goes into a, a little bit more detail, um, but it's, yeah, essentially it's like, no, not always. Which I think is good. Um, then I asked it a couple of, like, hotly debated things that we've talked about on the show. <laughs> like, what is, or like, what is hot side aeration? Um, hot side aeration, HSA, is a phenomenon that occurs when beer wort, uh, the unfermented mixture of water, malt, and hops, is exposed to oxygen during the brewing process. Hot side aeration can occur at any point in the brewing process where the wort is not protected from air, but is most commonly associated with aeration that occurs during the transfer of the wort from the boil kettle to the fermenter. Uh, exposure to oxygen during hot side brewing process can have negative effects on the beer. Oxygen can cause... Oxygen can cause oxidation reactions that produce off flavors such as papery or cardboard-like taste, as well as reduce the shelf life of the beer. Additionally, oxygen can also promote the growth of bacteria and other un unwanted microorganisms, which lead to spoilage. To minimize hot, uh, hot side aeration, it's important to limit the exposure of wort to air as much as possible. This can be done by using a counterflow wort chiller or other oxygen-reducing devices. Uh, or by purging the transfer vessels with CO2 before transferring the wort. Additionally, using oxygen-free transfer methods, such as gravity-based transfer, uh, can also help reduce hot side aeration. I don't think that's fully accurate. I feel like we need some oxygen in our wort in the fermenter. <laughs> yeah. So purging it with CO2 seems like a bad idea. Yes, it does. 
Um, and then I asked it about mash hopping. <laughs> because that's dumb. Uh, what did I say? I said, is mash hopping effective? They're like, yep, mash hopping's effective. Uh, it can be an effective way to import impart hop flavor and aroma to the beer. And I believe we've gone through a bunch of stuff where basically we boil off all of that those goodness if we mash hop. Uh, mash hopping is adding hops to the mash instead of to the boil, which is just silly. And then finally, I asked it the most important question. <clears throat> because if I ask Gordon, Gordon, what's a sessionable beer? Anything between 8 and 12. Anything between eight and twelve percent? No, no, that is not that is not a for, session of for beer. you, you weird bastard. <laughs> yeah, well, the, uh, <laughs> that's, I think that's the right the right response. I mean, eight and a half is really the sweet spot. Well, according to ChatGPT, a sessionable beer is a beer that is designed to be drunk in large quantities over an extended period of time, typically during a drinking session. Session beers are characterized by their lower alcohol content, typically between four and five percent. <laughs> right. Uh, which allows drinkers to enjoy several beers in one sitting without becoming overly intoxicated. Session beers are also known for their balanced flavor profile with a focus on drinkability and mild bitterness. They are often light in body with a crisp and refreshing character and are typically brewed with more neutral and subtle hop and malt flavors. Clearly, the Russians have hacked this AI <laughs> and are spreading false... Wrong! Wrong! <laughs> No, um, I guess, all right, what are you guys' thoughts on ChatGPT and its answers and that kind of thing? I mean, it's it's not a whole lot different than all, all, like a lot of the misinformation that's out on the internet as there is, you know? And what did Andy say? Like, it's, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it, <laughs> it's not, they're not that bad. I really do feel like. You know, we made a bunch of mistakes brewing today, and if you had those directions and you made a bunch of mistakes while you were brewing, maybe maybe you'd, everything would turn out okay. <laughs> yeah, especially if you bottled before you put it in the yeah. barrel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think there's there's promise there for like for it generating like a decent recipe for beginning brewers. And yeah, like well, that. when you had said told me about this initially, I didn't. St- see any of the stuff and and that which you know i didn't see any of the output and so i said oh are we gonna like try and brew one of those and you're like no probably not <laughs> like yeah i mean we could brew that ipa right with uh with the 17 different <laughs> yeah I, I don't know if i want to spend my time doing that <laughs> yeah i'd rather uh do something drinkable speaking of drinkable have you tried this wort yet it's pretty solid how how old is chat gpt fairly new it's like, fairly new a year way well as far as like it coming like to popularity it's a couple of months i think okay. if so, that I'd be curious to see if you ask those same questions again in a year or a year and a half from now mm-hmm. and just see how different it is yeah how much it yeah yeah oh boy yeah just tasted that tasted the wort um that is that's gonna be this looks to be a good solid color or what will be yeah a very, very good color for a barley wine, honestly. Mm-hmm. So I think we nailed it on that. And try some, Gordon. Um, all right, we have some listener mail. 
Uh, this is from Tyler. Hey, Casey, listen to the most recent episode on keg hopping. I don't keg hop per se, but I do ferment in corny kegs and do some of the things touched on in this episode. Uh, first, floating dip tubes are great, but you need to get the attachment with a filter for hops. Additionally, a stainless steel washer, 304, uh, should be used to keep the end of the dip tube below the surface of the beer. I've also found uh, Grolsch gaskets work okay in this regard as well. Oh. Um, I've also done the rare earth magnet hopping for dry hops. It works great, but I suggest getting sous vide magnets. Uh, they are coated with silicone and should prevent any metals leaching into the beer. That makes sense. Yeah. How many metallic beers do we run into? Not that <laughs> that's why, but <laughs> yeah, just saying. Quite if you can few. avoid it. If, yeah, if you can avoid any metal leaching in, that's, that's a good thing to do. All right. Well, let's get out of here and record the next one. More likely water-related. Oh, yeah, more than likely water-related. Yeah. Or uh, one of us is having a stroke. You know, you never know. <laughs> That'd be toast, but... Oh, it would be toast. <laughs> Are All you right. having a stroke right no, now? No, he's just... No. His, his brain is just melted by TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, if you have any questions, comments, show ideas, or what have you, go ahead and just an email at feedback at blindindustudios.com. You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash blindindustudios, or you can find us on Instagram at blindindustudios. And TikTok. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I do not have a TikTok yet. But as soon as we do, you can expect... Oh man, yeah. we could get a shirtless uh, Brian dance with the hat. Yeah, It'd be a whole thing. Remember Just like that Halloween? Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> For sure, butt crack video. Oh yeah, all of that. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, we'll see you guys next week. Peace. Peace.